Dungeons.tech is essential for running my D&D games. With just the click of a button, I can generate as much as a whole city, complete with shops and NPCs, or as little as a single NPC. This saves me tons of time so I can focus on my players and story hooks. Go to Dungeons.tech to learn more about how you can make the most of your time as a DM. Hello and welcome to the comeback episode of One Shot Escapades. I am your host, Dylan Bain, with my co-host here, Cole Mater. Cole, say hi to the great people. Hello, great people. Yeah, that's a new voice there. Jackson Bond has graduated from co-host to producer. Jackson, you want to go ahead and say hi? Yeah, I used to be a player. Now I am the game. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll call him uh, producer Jackson. And yes, as you uh, as you've noticed, we took a little uh, year and a half long hiatus, and here we are back. We plan on releasing episodes at about a monthly pace or so, uh, as we have time. But nothing has changed with the show. We are playing D and D five E campaigns that we found online for free, and we brought back the goat of all previous guests. Please. Help me in welcoming Chad Pitchford. Hey, thanks. That's an exciting introduction. I'm going to live up to the hype. Yes, I think Chad's episodes, uh, at least uh, his first one he did, I think still holds reigning champion of most downloads of the uh, the first iteration of this podcast. So we are excited to have you back. I Absolutely. don't know how to tell you all this, but every one of those was me downloading it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Inflating your own yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, whatever you had to do, it worked. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be uh, it's, this one's going to be uh, pretty fun. We are playing a campaign called The Forest of Forgotten Dragons. It's uh, just a few pages here. You could probably run it in, oh, probably three or four hours. But we're going to try to condense it down to about 45 minutes here. So if the pace seems fast, that's why. And um, without a further ado, let's begin. All right, hello, adventurers. You have been asked, uh, or you have found a job proposition on a job board, something about this town called Edgewood. And there have been cattle that have been going missing from farms close to the tree line of the town of Edgewood. Um. As you are traveling to Edgewood, Colmater, would you like to describe your character? So as you look over, you see a pretty tall elven creature. Um, he is in very sleek robes, mainly black and gold colors, mm-hmm. uh, long blonde hair. Um, yeah, looks maybe magical in nature. Yeah, do you want to? Um, and and uh, we look sitting across from him on this uh, horse-drawn carriage. Who do we see, Chad? You see in Hebno. He's got a cloak pulled up over his head. His eyes kind of glow with like a white, like aura uh, that kind of penetrates the darkness of the shroud. Um, you can kind of catch the um, slants of his high cheekbones. Um, he's got a quarterstaff in one hand, and then you see a jewel-encrusted dagger on his hip. Um, he's got a cloak, but underneath that you see the 
pauldrons, the shoulder pauldrons as they kind of stick out. Uh, yeah. the, the, the shoulder area, uh, what you would assume is a studded armor. Um, you can kind of catch little dangles of white hair uh, poking out of the cow that he wears. Did you say cow? Yes. Cow. Oh, cow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little confused. <laughs> okay. Just wearing a, just a, has a cow on his head. <laughs> I was into it. I was into it. Uh, and just for the sake of our listeners here, um, what what is uh, what are your classes, Cole? What's your what's your? Class? Um, I am a. It's a. I'm a high elf sorcerer. Okay. Level what four. Your, what was your name? Uh, Arrowwind. Okay. Nice. And Chad. Uh, mine is a blood hunter with one point into the bard class. Ooh. Okay. I'm sorry. Could you repeat? You cut out. Oh, sorry. What was your uh, What was your race? Half elf. Half elf. Okay. And your name was? In Hebno. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm gonna spell that, but I'm, I'm not gonna try to spell it right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we have Arrowin, and we have in Hamno. Okay, so the uh, the buggy pulls up. Um, the the fare for the buggy was already paid. You were told to meet with uh, the mayor of Edgewood. His name is Arid. The town is yours. You are free to explore as you would like. Um, the uh, the town has the basics of any small town. It's got an inn, a blacksmith, a church. Uh, the largest buildings are the inn and a large furniture maker shop called Wooden. It'd be nice. Um, you Boys. notice. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say you most you, you notice mostly the town is uh, humans, with smatterings of halflings and a few other races. Um, the buildings are simple, uh, half timber, and a few people in the street. Very friendly, are very friendly, but seem a little cautious. Of new as Inhebno steps off the wagon, he does so with a grace and swiftness that kind of leads to his agile nature. He reaches his hands, long bony fingers, and pulls his cowl back to reveal his white long mane and his white bright eyes. And he slings the quarterstaff onto his back, and then he swiftly reaches into his cloak, grabs a songhorn, pulls it out, and begins to play the Pied Piper. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you like to roll a performance check? Yes, please. That will be a 15. Okay. The town is starting to... Uh, you notice people are smiling. Um, one guy comes out of uh, one of the small inns called the Shepherd in the Mug. Comes out and he says... Oi, that's great. You gotta come play for the Shepherd Inn. It sounds so good. And then he just like hiccups and pukes off to the side. Um, and you see, uh, you see this, um, uh, this, this mildly aged woman, um, about medium height. Can't really tell if she's a halfling or a, or a, or a human. She comes out, she's like, oh, Harold kind of sloshes his mud on him. He's like, oh, yes, you must come play at my, uh, my inn here. Would you like to come visit? 
I stop for just a second. I tilt my head towards him, and then I follow him in, playing the Pied Piper. Okay. As he goes off playing, I will also step out of the cart, um, trip over the edge, and probably fall on my face. (laughs) (laughs) It goes without notice. Dust myself off and follow swiftly behind. Erwin, so smooth. I like it. Always. Uh, my, my name's uh, Mary Ernette. Uh, what can I be obliged of calling you, uh, my my young handsome one? You can call me Any. Okay, Any. That's a great name. And uh, she kind of looks past you at this um, less than charismatic um, shape walk through the doorway. And is is he with is he with you? I turn and you, look at him. You see Erwin in the the doorway. I smile real big, and yes, he's a friend. Oh, well, uh, he, he's welcome, too. Uh, what what can I ask you guys as a business is in town? I, I was told to come in and play a few songs, so that's oh. what I planned on doing. Okay, great. Um, well, uh, this, the stage is right over there. Um, uh, uh, any. What, uh, what, was he, what was your friend's name? I will step back, lean my head toward Tib, and go, What was your name again? Uh, my name's Arrowin. <laughs> Arrowin is my name. Oh, well, Arrowin, you can, uh, you can have a seat, seat here. Thank you very um, much. Okay, so you, you go play, um, any? A rendition of, like, three songs. Yeah. Um, doing dances and and singing bits and pieces and then i bow bid them adieu and i take my seat and then my entire aura shifts and it becomes dark and menacing as i pull the cowl over my head and my eyes start to glow a bright red tint and the, the 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 people kind of clap as they're watching and they're then they're, they're just kind of slowed down and now there's some people just kind of watching waiting for something to happen uh and it's kind of awkwardly silent until you hear oh arid and you look over and mary the host of this inn uh, is looking at the doorway and this this man in his maybe late 40s to 50s um dressed somewhat plainly um he you can't tell he he might just be another farmer um but you definitely recognize the name as uh the mayor of this town but Mary goes over and greets him very very quickly and anxiously and says oh arid um I'm so glad you're here there's these these new people here that uh that, that you must meet and he says oh new new people in town huh well maybe they're the the people here sent here to uh investigate the, uh, the missing cows and he, he kind of looks over at you guys and nods his head um, upon hearing that I'm going to stand up swiftly pushing the chair back and then make my way towards him where do I start oh well um, perhaps I could uh, we, we could all get to know each other a little better I could um, you will be handsomely paid for, for this, uh, this this endeavor sure, I assume but the quicker I can get going, the quicker I can be on my way. Time is of the essence. Um, 
okay well you are very uh, persistent um anyways my my name's arid um and and you were and he looks looks at you uh chat and hamno hamno my name is himlin himlin oh okay. great to meet you um and you uh young master what what's your name he looks over at you Erwin. uh my name is Erwin. okay what is here. your name oh my name's arid and it's uh um i'm just uh this is a small humble town but um they they call me their uh they call me their mayor and i take it upon myself to make sure the town is safe and um well let's uh let's get let's get go let's get going let's uh let's let's get into business here um the uh the disappearing livestock um has been noticed closest to the tree line um there is the the quaint farms um they've they've lost probably the most cattle um there is the uh the lumber camp lumber camp which is just past maybe an hour or so past the tree line of the woods maybe an hour hour and a half away from the uh, quaint uh farm um the, the lumber camp though there's there's these rumors of ghosts uh at the lumber camp i really don't know there is um the, the foreman there his name's uh allard uh, i don't don't totally trust him um but anyways yeah maybe those are two places you could start uh there's the there's the farm and uh the the lumber could you camp. show me where the farm is oh oh yes um so the it's a it's a couple hours north from the the center of town here where we are um in fact you could you could follow the sign um that points towards quaint farms right outside the door here um it's just a couple hour walk um towards the tree line thank you and i will turn and look at arrow and go you magic user follow and i will leave outside the door i will look at Aaron and say thank you very much for your time and i will turn and leave okay um so you guys leave and you hear slightly in the from inside the the inn uh mary rush over to Arid is like oh that was so brave of you to go talk to them and then the door shuts and you are all off and then at a double space i take off towards the farms or double double uh, at a double rate i take off towards the, the farms double time double time yeah I will sigh and then take off running after (laughs) all right you get there um so you you follow this this road um and there's just a what you would assume is quaint farm it is just a, a small humble house um with a barn uh and yeah, there's there's the land. You you don't see anybody immediately uh, in the land, but you do see the small house and a barn. Is there a fence or anything? Uh, no, no. You would assume that these people let their cattle free range, or they pay somebody to uh, herd them around the land. Do I see anybody in the fields working? Maybe any of the cattle or anything like that. Make a perception check. And do we see any livestock? around uh, you see or otherwise you see smaller livestock uh, three chat 
Yes, um, I'm a perception check. We will get, we will get to your three. Um, there are smaller animals. You will not see cattle. You can also roll a perception check, uh, Erwin. That would be a nineteen. Okay, with a nineteen, you don't notice any cattle, but you will notice actually closer to the tree line, which is a bit away from you, you'll notice some scorched land. Like there's been a, a forest fire. Okay. Could you be any louder? It is so hard to concentrate with you trancing through the dirt and gravel. We are here on business. Please be quiet. I'm just going to look around to see if well, there's anybody nearby. Just stand there, magic user. Is there anything you see? Is, is, that, is that my cue to talk? Can I speak? Or am I supposed to be quiet? I don't know how I could be any more clear. You're right. <laughs> um, I do see some uh, scorched earth over there. Like maybe there's a fire? Perhaps they were burning something. Well, do you see anyone? Did I see anybody? Or was it just livestock? You didn't see anybody. Um, Just the small livestock and, like, scorched land. Chickens and... Yeah. I will stop abruptly. I will make a 90-degree turn and head towards the building. And as soon as I get there, I will bang on the door. (laughs) The, The house... Yes. Coming! You'll hear a, uh, an older lady's voice. And uh, you hear footsteps. <laughs> she, she settles down and opens the door. Ooh, and she kind of looks at you with surprise. Uh, and she As soon as she opens the door, my eyes will go white and I will move my cow off of my head. Okay. Would you like to roll like a charisma check? Sure. That is a non-natural 20. Okay. She says, oh, well, you are uh, exotic. And she kind of looks you up and down. And she says, uh, what, what can I, uh, what, what can I do for you, uh, sir? My name's, uh, my name's Nilda Quaint. Um, <laughs> Well, first, ma'am, my name's Innie, and it's such a pleasure to meet you. You are so kind. I am actually here with my associate over there, Erwin, and we are investigating your cow disappearances. Oh, Bernie would be so pleased to hear that. Uh, Bernie? Who's that? Oh, my my husband. <laughs> and she kind of uh, looks at you and kind of um, tilts her shoulder a little bit. For um, shame, but what a lucky man he must be. Oh, you stop it. Can I make you guys some cookies? Um, um, um. Barrowin, whatever whatever your name was, you you feel free to come in. Erwin, with me, please. Uh, I will follow behind, and we will follow the lovely young lady into her abode. Okay, uh, so she she sits you guys down. She gives you a nice tall glass of uh, fresh milk and some pastries. She says, "Well, let me go. Uh, let me go get Bernie real quick. He's out there working somewhere, and we can discuss this." Um, um, I'll be I'll be back. Yes, ma'am. And with that, I'll pull out my songhorn and I will begin to play just a slow melody as she leaves. Oh, a musician too. And she walks off. 
Does she leave the house? She exits the house, leaves the front door open uh, as she runs off. And you hear, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to meet this Bernie fellow. He sounds like such a delight. These do seem like lovely people. Yes, they do, Erwin. I would have to concur. Uh, I have to ask, because the listeners are wondering, is Erwin used to dealing with this <laughs> sudden shift? Um, I would think that he is kind of just getting used to it. He's still okay. a little confused on what is totally happening. Yeah. But he, he gets the idea that there is something strange there's a, a couple people living in there <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh as as erwin um and some introspection runs in his head just wondering what the heck is going on with the uh the bard blood hunter <laughs> next to him uh uh door um, uh, as she leaves okay yeah um where is the like burned area in relation to the house? So you guys were coming up, say, on the south end of the house, and the woods are on mm-hmm. the north end of the house. And so okay, the so it would the be fire was the house and the woods. The woods, yeah. So it's north of okay. the house. Gotcha. Is there a barn anywhere close to that or anything as well? The barn is kind of off to the east, just a little bit, like maybe. 400 feet okay so it's pretty close to the house as well yeah it's, it's pretty close okay. and how much area do you think was actually burned is it like just a small patch it's it's hard to tell um you were only able to see it because of such a high perception check okay okay so we proceed um so nilda comes back with her husband uh, so Bernie walks in. He's a very rugged-looking man. Um, definitely no stranger to uh, combat. Um, and he's not afraid to to let you guys know. Um, he he kind of looks you both up and down. He says, "You guys are here to investigate the the missing cattle." Yes, I pull yes, a cowl over my head. My eyes turn red again, and I say, "Yes, we are." Uh, I thought you said he was. I thought you said he was nice. Well, he was a minute ago. I stand up abruptly. Please, could you show me what I need to see? Uh, well, the the church is in the middle of town. Um, I'm assuming you don't you don't mean that though. Um, well, the, no. This this scene um, is is most particularly interesting to me. Um, there's um, here just you you fellows follow me now. Um, and he, he kind of walks off, and you don't have to roll a perception check to hear this. He's like, "Nilda, walk, walk, house." <laughs> yes. As we leave, I hear it. I don't pay it any attention, and I go, "Magic user, keep up." Oh, ma- magic user, huh? You you do some magic, and he looks over at you as you guys are walking. I I dabble. You dabble, okay? I got a cousin that dabbles. He lives in the city. And all right, we so all do please, sir, show me what you need to show me. Well, of course. Well, um, as as you guys are walking, um, 
it, it probably will take about a 10 minute walk or so and as you're walking you'll learn he uh, he fears these recent attacks um, are just they aren't just um, fire cats or goblins in the night like usual he's had to fight off goblins before trying to steal his cattle um, anyways he leads you to a part of his field um, which is he tells you this is why he got the mayor involved in the whole uh, situation the land is charged, uh, charred, and you actually notice um, a bit of cowhide leg and three small, very smallish humanoid creatures, maybe the size of like a gnome or a goblin or something like that. And they're all charred and dead? Yes, very dead. And um, yeah, like the leg of a cow. I will kneel beside the first one I come across, unsheath my dagger. Um, I pull it out. It's a bit longer than your average dagger, and it curves into a very sharp point. Um, and I will bury it in the chest of the first entity. Um, I will carve down to his belly button, pull it out, and then run the blood underneath my nose. Okay. And take a deep breath. How long have they been here? Well, this just happened uh, a couple days ago. I wipe off the blade on my ant legs and inner thigh. I move on to perform this ritual at each one. Okay. Do I smell anything different other than the foul smell of decaying flesh? No, and it's not even decaying the the smell of burning is more prevalent than decay at this point so okay um yeah there, there hasn't been uh there hasn't been much decaying if if we look around is there maybe like a trail of burnt area or is it just like one like spot that's been burned uh it's just uh it's just more like a splotch okay uh, a spot there's no like trail of burnt ground or anything like that um go ahead and make uh both of you can make uh nature or medicine checks depending on um maybe what you're trying to investigate in the, at this scene can i investigate for maybe some kind of magic use i could do an arcana check sure can i maybe see like look around and see maybe where if something came up like where it would have came from um, like if it would have gone like into the tree line if there were like broken branches or any trails maybe yeah go ahead and make an like investigation check I rolled a natural one it's a five okay. total but it's a natural one right I rolled four total um, both of you kind of coming up empty handed there's not much more you can take from the scene so do you know where these people or things came from uh well the, the goblins usually come from the forest there the I really I'm, I don't know if something if I, I have a I don't think it was goblins because it's been so consistent and I've killed a lot of goblins lately. Um, 
How much cattle have you lost? Oh, th- this is the first time it's been all of them. So but they all just disappeared. It's been two or three picked off at a time. And then this time it's the last like four or so taken. And they just vanish? No tracks? No nothing? Yeah, no tracks. I mean, it might be a very big band of goblins using torches. Uh, but it seems... Can you maybe point in the direction of the lumber camp? Oh yeah, the lumber camp is about an hour into the woods. Just straight that way? Yeah, Just like, north. And it's like straight into... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll notice it. You, you'll you start to hear the, the sound of a river. And when you start to hear the sound of the river, you'll know when it, you're getting close. The lumber camp uses the river to move wood. I will step to the side a little bit out of earshot of Bernie. I will say, hey, Roman, if I may have your attention for just a second, please. Of course. Are you trying to triangulate where perhaps the attacks are coming from. That is the goal. That is a good idea. We find where they came from, then we find them. Was there a third attack, or was there only two? What was that? Was there a third attack, or was there only two? If I do not know if you know this or not, but a triangle has three sides. We cannot triangulate the attack if we only have two. You are correct. Okay. I will follow your lead then, magic user. Um, I'll walk back over to Bernie and I will say, um, how much do you know about Allard? Oh, um, I really don't know much about him. He's been running the the new old wood lumber camp for a while but so you don't go out there too often no i'm not a not a woodsman or not a lumberjack that is right what do you think about investing in a fence i could build a fence but then i'd have to decide which of this land is mine and I like to think that all of it's mine come to think of it I like to think that I have too much land to put a fence around perhaps only a fence around your livestock so that it doesn't go up missing you ever raised you ever raised cattle son you gotta have a lot of wood and a lot of trees and a lot of you gotta have a lot of stuff to build a fence big enough for cattle to not just eat all the grass that you build the fence around. It is a good a good thing that the lumber camp is pretty close then. Yeah, it'd be expensive Indeed. too. Indeed. So, what? have you heard any ghosts around here? I've heard ghost stories. Now, if you want to hear a ghost story, you go down to the lumber camp. I'm sure they can tell you a lot. Every time I hear about something about ghosts, it's always coming from that lumber yard. 
Well, you have been less than helpful. Magic user, let's go. And I will head off towards the lumberyard. All right, y'all can back now, you're here. We will see. Then I will follow behind. I will slow my double-timed steps to allow Erwin the chance to catch up. I will switch personalities back to any. Pull out my song corn, wipe off the lip, and say, Well, Erwin, did you happen to think of anything, perhaps? Um, he was not very helpful. I do so agree, and Himlin does as well. Where do we go from here, though? Um, I think if we hear ghost stories, then maybe that's where we head. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. But if we see anything along the path, you would think, do you believe in ghosts, Erwin? I do. But I have never heard of a ghost taking cattle. Me and neither. And with that, I will shove my songhorn back in my mouth and begin to play whatever melody kicks me in the moment. All right, great. So you guys are walking in the woods? <laughs> Towards the, the lumberyard. Towards the lumberyard, okay. Keeping an eye out for maybe signs of others that have traveled through okay, i'm using my passive perception i am not paying attention whatsoever okay um well the uh, the trek through the woods is fairly uneventful you uh you're walking into the uh the tree line there's game trails you follow for a little bit and then the trail starts to become more prominent until you come to an opening in the middle of the woods and you see what you would expect to be uh, what you would expect to see in a lumber camp there's a, a man-made clearing that houses several buildings including uh, an office some housing a mill and a boathouse next to a river that leads deeper into the woods Upon approaching this opening, a hired guard will stop you um, and ask you for your business. You there? As what right can I uh, get to him? Yeah, um, I'm going to. Uh, Arrowwin would overhear this, but there's going to be like a discussion. Any will be like, no, no. Listen, there's more people up here. If you just let me take the lead, we can learn so much more information than if. No, you do not understand. Time is of the essence. If you do. Shut the child up. For the love of God, please keep him quiet. It is so hard to think with him talking all the time. <sighs> Just let me take the lead, Hemlin, please. Thank you. And then we proceed to the guard. Okay. <laughs> um, you there. What's your business? We, sir, are here to investigate the strange disappearances that have occurred, uh, both at the farm and up here at the lumberyard. Dis disappearances. I will have a confused look on my face. I will look to Erwin and be like, like looking for some sort of support or understanding. Um, <clears throat> have you not had any disappearances lately? Uh, no. I mean, if you mean trees, yes. And I, I know where those have been. 
but and you not heard of any disappearances Around, oh, uh, perhaps it's the ghost. The ghost, yes. Uh, the ghost. We're here to investigate the ghost. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, there's, there's no, there's no ghosts here. Um, uh, uh, Allard, um, you all, you all, uh, stay here. Let me uh, fetch the, the, the leader here. I believe there's definitely ghosts here. He walks off and fetches Allard. Um, this uh, this man who definitely portrays someone who is in charge and is much more charismatic. Um, he walks up to you guys and he says, "Hello, I am uh, Allard. I welcome you to the new Old Wood Lumber Camp. Please, um, I'm, I apologize for the disappointment, but we're not giving any ghost tours or anything like that there." Uh, there all no, been rumors. There's no ghosts. Me, Allard. My name is Any. I'm so sorry to cut you off. As you see, we are on a very tight schedule. Uh, this is my cohort, Erwin, uh, magic user. We were sent here by the mayor to investigate the noises because perhaps they're related to a few disappearances that have occurred at the farms um, in town. Uh, noises. Uh, if there's anything that's been said about ghosts or anything, I assure you it's there's there is nothing this the uh the employees here they they're scared of the woods scared of the dark it's it's no big deal what i've never listen to me alert and i'm gonna use intimidation and be like there is something you're not telling me and we need the information to finish our job okay go ahead and roll an intimidation check Uh, 22. Okay, with that he will say, "Hey man, listen, I don't I don't know anything about ghosts, truly. There's there's no ghosts. If you if you want to look at something, man, go talk to Fairy. He uh <laughs> crazy old man apparently took the the wrong way down the river and uh there was something down river quite scary and there's broken tree branches and something about dragons. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know anything about point uh, me ghosts. in the direction so I may be on my way." Uh, up there. He's quick quick to point you Magic away. Magic user, please follow. And then I will double time towards that direction. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. And I will take off. <laughs> okay, you, uh, you're you walking around, um, and someone kind of catches your eye. He meets eyes with you guys as you're walking through the lumber camp. People are just cutting trees, doing what lumberjacks do. And he kind of stops you and says, hey, you guys are yes. About, I, I heard, I heard Allard say something. Say my name, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm Thierry. What's Thierry? Uh, tell me about the dragons or monsters or boogeyman that lives in the woods, please. Or possibly wow. ghosts. Or yes, magic user, ghosts as well. Uh, I mean, there's, there's no, definitely no, no ghosts. Um, I will use intimidation. Draw my encrusted blade. Put the point into his chest and say, listen, I have hey. very little time and very little patience. Hey, man, all right. Uh, all I know is old man Habsburg swears when he took a boat upstream, he saw some huge eyes. And he said they were a dragon and there's down to trees that we definitely didn't cut down. And there's something up upstream, upriver. I mean, there's a boat right there. You can take it. Go, go upriver and see for yourself. 
where's old man Habsburg? Because walking into a trap isn't something I feel will benefit me. Oh, he he doesn't he doesn't work here anymore. He's he's gone. He's dead. No, he he quit shortly after his thing. Magic user, if you please, and I will step to the side. Thank you, sir. And I will leave. Are we tracking a dragon? That's what it seems like, but you really think there are dragons around here? I find it hard to believe that no one has heard or seen wings flap in the distance, and a dragon is very hard to miss. That it is. Uh, I think a fire ghost is much more likely. Why would a fire ghost break trees? Because fire burns things. Yes, but... If you would stop, let me finish talking to the magic user. Thank you. Fire does burn things, but branches do... Yeah, but we could always go to... I don't know. Erwin, what do you think? Where should we... If you would stop for once... No. I I don't... I don't... I don't want to fight a dragon. And my character will sit down on the ground, tuck his knees to his chest, and start rocking himself back and forth. I'm just going to look around for a second. And then you will hear muttering, um, a high-pitched kind of whiny voice mixed in with the voices of Himlin and Eni going back and forth as he shakes his head and his eyes flash different colors from white to red to blue. And it does that multiple times before the white takes over. And I stand up very quickly. I grab my songhorn out of my jacket. And I begin to play a very soothing melody and close my eyes half sheepishly. At the end of the melody, I will pull out a small vial of what appears to be like a whispery silver liquid. I drink it quickly, pull it down, take a deep breath. I apologize. Sometimes I need more help than just myself. What do you think we should do next? I really don't know. Do you think we're prepared to fight a dragon? I think... I don't... I don't know. To be honest with you, I do not know. Uh, What kind of dragon are we facing? Is it an adult dragon? I mean, it's eating... I just don't see... Is it a dragon? Or could it be, like you said, a fire ghost? Hmm. Do we need more information? That's the question. You know what? The saying of my other colleague, time is of the essence. Let's just get in the boat and go. Let's go. And then I will start leading towards the boat. Okay. So our adventurers get in the boat and start going downstream. It will not take long until you start to see broken branches around and you're both um, I look at the broken branches very carefully to see if they're broken or if they're like caught on fire or something like that okay uh, it's pretty easy to tell that they were broken there is no there was a, there's no signs of fire well perhaps the fire ghost theory is out now magic user 
It would seem so. How do a whole, how does, excuse my lazy grammar, it was the other one trying to speak. How does a whole village of people not see a dragon? Baby dragon? He kind of like ponders over the idea. Killable, let's proceed. As the boat is going down the river, you notice as you're looking at the trees, the the sound of the river picks up. But you notice the trees are no longer passing you. You seem to have paused. Somehow the river got louder, but it stopped moving. As you notice, you start to go the opposite direction. Now you're going backwards. Oh, and then it stops. The river starts going forwards again, and then it goes backwards again. And you look behind you to where you're coming from, and there are two adolescent dragons pulling the water, pedaling the water, trying to get the uh, the boat you're in to come to them, one on each side. It's like they're, they're fighting over which side the boat comes to, and they're pedaling and they're pedaling the water in the river. And you, you hear them... And then suddenly they stop. One looks at the other one and then pounces on top of it. And now these two dragons seem to be just fighting over you. Your your boat through all of this uh, ruckus eventually hits the side. Um, hits the side of the river and you're now stopped. You're caught up on rocks. They will try to move quickly up the cliffside, the rock side, trying to get to the shore, trying to get my foot on land. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make a dexterity check. 19. Okay, yeah. Smooth as butter. You, uh, you're you easy, easily get your feet on land. Did he go towards where the dragons are, or is it the opposite side? Of the there, there's a dragon. Uh, well, it would be on the side the dragons are on now. So the dragons were on different sides of the river, and now mm-hmm. they're both on the same side as one, like, kind of pounced on the other, and now they're, they're fighting. And about how far off are they? Um, they're about uh, 100 feet from both of you. Do they look like they were trying to eat us or more like playful? Make a nature check or an animal handling check. I don't know. Maybe insight. We'll say insight. Why not? Insight? Yeah. Insight the dragon. Uh, six. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, I will carefully step out of the boat. Okay. Probably trip a tiny bit and then um do do you think we need to fight? Right as um, you say that, you hear um a female voice yell, "Anum, Braza, stop! Stop fighting." And this uh halfling woman who has been in nature for a while has like um like a <laughs> rolled up parchment and is like hitting one on the side it's like stop hitting your brother no stop Anum, get off of baza go get off and then they kind of stop fighting and they're like and they're like looking at each other and she turns around she says oh, i'm so sorry my name's sable uh they they weren't gonna hurt you i'm sorry they're just they're 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 rot dragons they they don't mean to hurt anybody um are you both okay 
Uh, with that, you see my character, his cowl's pulled up, kind of like covered over his head. His eyes are blood red and his pupils are dilated black. And he has the blade cut through his hand as blood leaks down and he looks confused and then instantly switches to white. Pulls out his song horn and says, they were no bother, really. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Well, well, that's, that's good. Um, start wiping my hand on my tunic. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, usually, it's. I know that the dragons shouldn't be down this far south. Um, is it? Are you stranded? Is there something I can do to help? Or actually, no. We're investigating the disappearances of the cattle, and we are also investigating the possible. Uh, what would you say, Arrow Woman, Monster, Boogeyman, Dragons, Dragons. Oh, okay. I, I guess that kind of solidifies it. We, um, are the, do you, are you, are you a part of the village, ma'am? No, um, truth be told, uh, me and my father, well, before my father passed, lived in the woods our whole life until he, he, he passed and we, we took care of these dragons and it's just been hard to manage them and I, I promise I, I tried not to let them get away and eat too many cows, but, you know, we've had to move south, too far south. In fact, I, I haven't, ever since the vines started popping up, I haven't been able to, to take the dragons back, the berries on the vines that, I'm sorry, I'm speaking too fast. The, the, the berries on the, on the vine, get, hmm. Erwin, do you have a moment, please? <clears throat> oh, walk away towards him so perhaps we have two options Himlin wants to kill the dragons and the girl I think our better bet is to see why they came down here and then send them back what do you think we should do <clears throat> why kill a dragon if we don't need to well dragons are in Himlin if you shut up Exactly. Why take life if it's unnecessary? There's beauty in those scales, is there not? And that halfling, do you think she's of age? She must be. She's... Ah, never mind. Um, so... Hmm. Okay, so we investigate what's going on up north. Do you think she'd take us? Um, I do. Especially if she wants to keep her dragon safe. Well, do we bring out Timlin to intimidate her, or do we try to persuade her that... Uh, I would personally go with more of the persuasion route. She seems okay. like a nice lady, so why why be mean? I concur. I will about face, head towards her, and I will move in a sexy, fluid motion as I approach her. I put one hand on her shoulder and go, Ma'am, is there any way we could be of service to you? Uh, you don't even have to roll any kind of persuasion check or anything. You get the sense that she is so disconnected from society that the fact that you're even having a conversation with her is uh, very pleasing and refreshing to her. She says, well, I would love to be able to take them back to the cottage, but... There's these vines started growing all around the house, 
and that started making the dragons sick. And if you could go back and clear all the the vines and the berries off the vines, that would uh, that would that would help. And I th I think there's something about them. You'd have to take them out at the source. They're they're very invasive. Well, could it be ghosts? I I I don't know many ghosts that have a green thumb, but well. That's correct. Usually they're transparent. Anyways, we'd be happy to investigate for you. My name's Innie, by the way, and this is my partner, Erwin. Nice to meet nice, you. Nice to meet you both. Yeah, oh, I'm the so... pleasure is all ours, I assure you. Um, could you point us in the direction of your cottage? We will uh, investigate, uh, fix yes. the issue, and send you on your way. Oh, I can't thank you enough. The, 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 the cottage is just an hour or so north from you, here listen your dragons beautiful creatures really they are well they're starting to cause a bit of a nuisance for the village do you think you could control them for maybe what do you think Arrowin? three hours give or take give or take allow us to go fix your issue but please please don't allow your dragons to eat any more cattle though from the looks of it, I don't think they have any more cattle to be eaten. Either way. Yes, uh, it, if you could, it would make it very easy if we could be back in our cottage by nightfall. It, they, they hunt at night, and they, they don't feel the need to hunt whenever they're, they're at the cottage. Perfect. Well, I bid you adieu. And then I say her name that I would remember as the character. Yeah, Sable. 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 And then I bid adieu to the two dragons as well. Doing my best to say their names, but butchering both. <clears throat> yeah. I'm an M &M huh. and bizarre. bizarre. How big were these dragons? Uh, they, they seem somewhat physically mature, but they are very dwarf. Like they're like the runts of their, their litter. And as you maybe you're walking a little bit with Sable back to like her main camp, uh, she would mention that um, these dragons are uh, are definitely the runt of the group, and uh, she would mention that it's common for dragons to abandon the runt of the litter or leave runts behind, and that's what her and her dad did, is take they took in the runt dragons. So are they about like 10 feet tall? 5 feet tall? Oh, probably 10 feet. About 10 feet, okay. Okay, and go ahead. So they're still pretty big. Yeah. Betcha. Okay. Uh, and with that, I think we're about 45 minutes in. And I'm going to go ahead and call that cuts. And we can decide um, to do a second episode or if we want to just spoil the rest of this session right here. What do you guys think? Should we do a second episode? I enjoyed it, but I mean, it's yeah. completely up to y'all. Producer uh, Jackson, perfectly fine with doing another episode. Part yeah, two. second episode for sure. This, right. uh, this dynamic is really interesting here, so I want to see how this plays <laughs> out. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening to part one of the Forest of Forgotten Dragons. Um, 
real quick, I want to give a shout out to the creator of this uh, module. Let's see if I can figure out who this is by. Um, well, I have their email, if that counts. Um, anyways, uh, I think their username, wherever they were, probably their social handles is right, W-R-I-G-H-T-D-E, right, D-E. So thank you, Write DE, for uh, writing this module. We look forward to finishing it um, in the coming weeks. Uh, yeah, thank you, Chad, for coming on for part one. And thank you, I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We thank will, you, Chad. Uh, we will get together Thanks. and do part two. If you liked this uh, episode of One Shot Escapades, let us know by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. And if you want to see past episodes, you can go to dungeons.tech in your browser. Go to dungeons.tech slash pod, and you can see more of our past episodes and subscribe to our mailing list there. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hey, did you enjoy that one shot you just heard? Would you like to run your own? If you visit dungeons.tech slash pod and enter your email address, we will send you free modules that we created as well as links to our favorite modules from the community. That's dungeons.tech slash pod.